On episode 620 of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we discuss how to design your perfect repeatable week. You can find the full show notes for this episode at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 620. Have you decided you're ready to make a change to reclaim your health and fitness? The 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is here for you. Each week, we dive deep into health and fitness topics that affect those of us over 40. I'm Coach Allen. I'm an NASM certified personal trainer with specializations in corrective exercise, behavior change, performance enhancement, and fitness nutrition. A precision nutrition level one coach, a FAI certified functional aging specialist, and an OTA level two online trainer. Each week, I'm joined by our co-host, Coach Rachel. She is an NASM certified personal trainer and a RRCA level one run coach. Let us be your coaches as you find your way on your health and fitness journey. All right, let's go. Hi there, I'm Coach Allen. If you're over 40 and struggling to shed those extra pounds, I'm here to tell you that there's a better way, a path to lasting weight loss and a healthier you. I understand where you are all too well. You've tried countless diets and exercise programs that promised quick fixes only to be disappointed and left feeling defeated. It's frustrating, and at times, you probably feel a little hopeless. Even when you manage to lose some weight, it comes right back when you can't stick to the strict diet or intense workouts. I'm here to offer you something different, something that actually works. It's not a fad diet or a miracle pill. It's not a cookie-cutter workout program. It's a transformative journey toward a healthier, happier you. Imagine yourself 15, 30, or even 65 pounds lighter, full of energy and living life to the fullest. Does that sound like the journey you want to take? Well, I'm here to guide you every step of the way. I'm currently holding open enrollment for what I can best describe as a weight loss experience. You'll work directly with me to build a plan that's right for you. And I guarantee that you'll lose all the weight you want to and build a lifestyle that will help you keep it off. But time is of the essence. The enrollment period for this life-changing weight loss coaching program ends December 31st. I'm also limiting it to 20 participants. With what it will take for me to do this with you, I don't foresee another open enrollment for quite some time. Don't let another year slip away. Take action now. If you're ready to invest in yourself, to break free from the cycle of failed attempts, and to finally achieve the results you've been longing for, email me, coach at 40plusfitness.com. Remember, you don't have to face this challenge alone. With the right guidance, support, and accountability, your weight loss goals can become a reality. Email me today, coach at 40plusfitness.com, and let's make 2024 the year you lose the weight and transform your life. Hey, Raz, how are you? Good, Alan. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Tammy went back to the States. Uh, you know, we recorded oh. these a few weeks in advance, so mm -hmm. uh, Tammy's... Um, going to go do a surprise visit for her mother for Thanksgiving. Oh, so she's going nice. to see her, see her boys. I'm not sure if Summer's going to make it up there or not, but she's definitely going to see her boys and probably oh. her granddaughter and her mother and all that and spend some time with them. 
Wonderful. Her mother was a little bummed out. It's like, I'm not going to see you this year and da, da, da. So she, so we said, I hey, you know, slow here. And it's slow here because, you know, people are afraid of mm-hmm. what not to be afraid of, which is, you know, <laughs> there's stuff going on everywhere. And if you let people scare you, then, then you're scared. But, yeah. uh, you know, that being said, things are slow here. So we decided, okay, go ahead, head on up there. So it's just okay. me and the dogs. So it's a, it's a boys weekend or boys week. Um, <laughs> me and the dogs just hanging out. Nice. And, and dogs, you know. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> How are things up there? Good, good. I'm super excited to share that I just completed the Dr. Stacy Sims Menopause 2.0 class. She has an online class. It was about 20 hours long, although I wasn't timing myself. It just seemed like it was a lot, (laughs) but it was a really great class. And I needed it for the CEUs that you and I need to get for our NASM certification. So it was a perfect class at the perfect time. And and I learned a ton. So I'm pretty excited about it. And you're living it. And I am living it, <laughs> which made it so much easier to digest. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know exactly how I that know works. know how that feels. <laughs> exactly. Yep. It was perfect. Well, good. Congratulations on that. Thanks. All right. So are you ready to talk about your perfect repeatable week? Sure. Today, we're going to talk about your perfect repeatable week. This is a concept I recently heard or heard something similar to a business-related style podcast. And I got to thinking about the lesson and what it was about. And it really hit me that this is actually very good for our health and fitness as well as our business. So I want to share this concept of the perfect repeatable week with you and see if you can use this to maybe create the thing that's going to help you make the most change this next coming year. So the perfect repeatable week brings about a few different things that are really, really important. The first is about consistency. So we want something that is going to allow us to be consistent. And when you think about consistency, the way I really want you to think about this is realize that the Colorado River, and depending on when you read what they say, it could have been 70 million years ago or 6 million years ago, but at any rate... That's still a lot of consistency. That river has formed the Grand Canyon. Just by being consistent, running, running, running over all of that time, created one of the most amazing spectacles on the planet, the Grand Canyon. So one of the things that the Perfect Repeatable Week does for us is it creates consistency. The second thing is it creates a level of discomfort, okay? We humans spend way too much time in our comfort zone. We're never willing to go out of it. And for good reason. That's how we've survived as long as we did. The ones that did the things that were stupid, that were outside of the norm, well, they often didn't come back. So the ones that did the comfortable thing, just enough of the comfortable thing and just enough to stay just on the edge, well, they didn't die and they managed to survive. Okay. But when you're looking at change, comfort is the enemy. We have to get a little uncomfortable if we want change. So that's one of the other things that the perfect, your perfect repeatable week does is it pushes you just outside your comfort zone, not too far, but just enough that you can get the benefits. And the other thing about your perfect repeatable week is that there's nothing inherently special about a day or even a week. 
However, we tend to structure our lives around a day, and that can make it really, really hard to be successful in the long run because days are different. And we'll talk about that in more detail. So there's three key things that make your perfect repeatable week kind of special. So let's talk about the principles behind your perfect repeatable week. Well, first starts with your. And the thing about your is this is yours. This is not mine. This is not someone else's. This is not an influencer on Instagram or someone you're seeing on YouTube. This is what works for you. This is what you, it's built around you. So what you can make your week do is what you make it do. So you think about what you need to do within a given week to meet your health and fitness goals, your health and fitness goals. So this is all built around you and your lifestyle. It's not anybody else's. And that's a really cool principle behind this, your perfect repeatable week. The second is perfect. Now, the term perfect is conditional. Someone who is a professional athlete, well, their perfect is going to look very, very different from mine and going to look very, very different from yours. Yours is going to look very, very different from mine. So it's conditional on who you are. So first off, don't think perfect is perfect for everyone, that we're looking for this perfect model that would fit everybody. That's not what we're after here. We're after what would be perfect for you. Again, back to your. Okay, the second thing about perfect is that we want to start where we are now. We, want, we don't want to think about, well, gee, if I were perfect, I would be running 100 miles a week and I'd be doing this and I'd be doing that. We're not looking at that. We're looking at starting from where we are now. What would be perfect based on where I am now and what I can do now? So what you have and where you are are key components to defining your perfect. And then the next is, well, I may not always hit this goal, but at least by having a target that's a little bit further than I think I can reach, I'm going to get close. And if I'm getting close, what does that look like? Maybe I'm not running or walking the 40 miles on a perfect week like I would. Maybe I only got 35, but that's still pretty darn good. So this is about trying to set this stretch goal and knowing that if I can occasionally hit perfect and sometimes hit really, 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 really good, I'm doing a pretty awesome job and I'm going to get where I need to be because, again, I'm pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. The next part of your perfect repeatable week is the repeatable part. So the reason I like to break this down this way is what can you do week in and week out? Okay. What this requires you to do is it requires you to be consistent. So I'm not thinking about, well, gee, I'm off work this week. It's, you know, this week and I'm off work this week. So of course I can do more than I could last week when I was working all the extra hours to make sure I could be off this week, really off this week. So obviously I can't do this every week, but if I'm doing the things I can do every week, then I'm being consistent. So what's repeatable? What makes sense? And that's the second part. What's re what's realistic? I can't say that I'm going to work out 12 times every week if my work schedule doesn't allow that to happen. If in general I know, okay, I'm working eight to five Monday through Friday, so I know I can work out before I go to work. I know I can you know, do a little bit of moving around during the day, like during my lunch break, I can do some walking. I know that I can do some things during the week and, and during the weekend to make this all work. And if I do those repeatable things, I create consistency. 
So that's the key there is repeatable equals consistency. If I do repeat it, okay? Then we talk about week, of course, week being uh, seven days, okay? And, and a lot of times the reason I like the week is sometimes the day can be limiting. It is 24 hours and sometimes I'm working 16 of those. And if I look at it from that perspective, I'll never be successful because a perfect day would not happen all the time, but a week gives us a little bit of flexibility. And the other thing is days are different. So my Saturday often looks very different from my Monday. My Sunday looks considerably different from my Friday. And so as you look at your days now, because you're looking at a week, you can find ways to make bits and pieces fit in that make sense. So days that I'm off, maybe I can do better. Maybe I can do things to make the days that I'm working or on better. So batch cooking, things like that. What can I do? And then sometimes you just need a day off. I mean, think about it. If you're trying to train or lift or do anything seven days a week, eventually you're going to burn out. So the advantage of a week is it lets you look at this holistically and you can say, okay, if I know that I need to predominantly eat less than a certain number of calories, if you choose to count calories, you may say, well, it's really hard for me on a Saturday, only eat 1800 calories. I can easily do it Monday through Friday, but Saturday is a little bit difficult. So if I look at it and say, well, I really only have to eat 2000 calories a day to make my calories work for what I want, well, then I calculate it. Okay. What is 2000 calories times seven? That's 14,000. Okay. How do I distribute those? Well, maybe more of those are distributed on Saturdays and Sundays when I'm more active and a little less on the days when I'm a little busier and not as active because again, I'm more distracted and it makes it easier. So I can fit this stuff in, in a way that works and I can take days off when I need to take days off. And I can really push myself on days that I maybe I'm not doing some things so I can get things done that make it easier when I'm doing the other thing. So I know that's a lot, but I want to just back it up because again, your perfect repeatable week gives you the tools to be consistent. It gives you the tools to get outside your comfort zone as often as you can and stay out of it as often as you can. And because it's a week, it allows you a lot of flexibility in how you apply this. So an example, if you will, would be a perfect repeatable week for me might be something like Sunday. I do batch cooking. I put some lunches and dinners in the refrigerator and more and others in the freezer. Okay, so now what I've done is I've made it very easy for me to make sure that my food is set for the week. I can pull it out of the freezer when I need to. So I'm not pushed when I come home for work. I can also do my grocery shopping on Sunday. So I go to the grocery store, I pick up the things I need. The reason that's perfect for me is if that's when they run the sales on the meat to, you know, clear it out because tomorrow, Monday, they're going to get a new shipment of meat. Then I can go ahead and I can take advantage of those savings. I go in, I buy early morning, I buy the meat, I go do the grilling that afternoon, I cook the other things I need, I do that batch cooking, and I'm done. Okay, when I have my work week, well, my day starts around seven o'clock. So I know if I get up early, Monday through Friday, I can schedule time to do my workouts. 
so I can put in a little bit of time each day to get in my resistance training, my balance training, my mobility training. And then on Saturday and Sunday morning, I can go out and do a little bit longer cardio stuff. So I'll build a little bit of stamina, longer walks, enjoy my day, be a little bit more active. So I'm able to take my week and build it out that way. So I'm not saying, well, gee, you know, today I didn't get stamina work in. Oh my gosh. Well, no, I got a whole week to build this stuff in and put it in my schedule and put it on my calendar. So I've built this out. And because I want to get better and better, I'm constantly looking for ways to improve. So my perfect repeatable week doesn't stay the same over time. It often changes. Okay. So how do we do this? How do we really put it all together? But because what all I've really given you with your repeatable, perfect repeatable week is a standard. You've set a standard for yourself. This is how I want to live my week. This is how I want to do my week. And if I do it well, this is my perfect. Okay. So the way I like to apply it is to basically look and say, okay, on a scale, and you can do a one to 10 or a one to seven, whatever fits, on a scale of one to seven, how did I do? A perfect week would be a seven. A horrible week would be a one. Well, chances are you're not going to have a lot of ones. And chances are you might not have all that many sevens either. But as we go into the holidays now, you might find there's some some weeks that you can just blow this out of the water. I intended to do this and I did more. Great. Okay. On something else, I thought I was going to do better and then I didn't. Okay. Again, we're not totally after perfect, but we do have a target. And if I'm staying on the top end of that scale most of the time, I'm going to see change. So each week I can go through my perfect week. And I can rate myself. How did I do relative to my perfect, your perfect? How did you do? So you rate yourself and then you look for what you can learn. What did I learn this week that I can apply and be better in future weeks? And in some cases, you may find, well, you know, I thought my perfect was basically eating whole food five days a week and then letting my Saturdays and Sundays be a little bit more flexible. But what I found is that if I go ahead and push myself outside my comfort zone, I can actually eat predominantly whole food all week long, but I don't need the snacks as much as I thought I did. And if I do need a snack, it's easy enough for me to get some nuts, have a small salad or some protein if I'm prepared. So I can actually ratchet up my perfect week as I improve my health and fitness. So I hope that you can see how you can take your perfect repeatable week, build out your model, schedule it, put it into play, and then start rating yourself based on it. And then as you improve, ratchet up that perfect a little bit. Hope this is helpful for you. I hope to hear from you. What does your perfect repeatable week look like? Welcome back, Raz. Hey, Alan. I love the concept of a perfect repeatable week because it really limits your vision to one week, to one one week. That's all you need to worry about. Not a year from now, but just one week. And especially right now, this is probably the busiest time of my year. Probably everybody else's. You know, it really helps you plan things and still have some sort of a focus on 
your own personal health and fitness. And that is so important. Yeah. It's, it's just too easy to get too busy. You know, well, it I was is. busy, was doing this. I was doing that. This was a priority. That was a, f- a priority. Family, mm-hmm. this family, that friends, this work, that, and, mm-hmm. you know, some of us, I don't know, you know, me always going into the holidays, I would be working my butt off mm-hmm. so that I could actually take a whole day off because there's just, <laughs> you know, too much going on. And so it's just that thing of, okay, I'm working so hard mm-hmm. and I got to get all this done and family and friends and all this other stuff around this time of year. Mm-hmm. And it would just be chaos. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this, this whole idea of kind of looking at your week and saying, okay, what would be the best thing, but not just this week. I mean, this week is different than last mm-hmm. week, obviously. Yeah. And this week is different than a lot of weeks, but mm-hmm. We have weeks that are the same as the week before the week before that. (laughs) And we still come Mm -hmm. up with excuses to not do what's necessary to be done. And Mm -hmm. so this is just a point of saying on a normal week, you know, like sometime in the middle of April, you know, when there's nothing else going on, it's like, what does that week look like? And Mm -hmm. why don't, you know, at least probably 40 or so of the other weeks of the year look very similar to that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And so if you can figure out what works, then here's your opportunity to kind of build a blueprint for this. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just think that's, that's important. For sure. I'm as a runner, I'm no stranger to consistency and following a training schedule. Usually a good training schedule might be 10 to 14 weeks, depending on what you're going to run. So you basically have an outline with a training plan, but in terms of just general health and fitness, I think that you could, if you take a class at the gym, you know, or like with me, I have run clubs several nights a week, you know, that's my repeatable week that's on the calendar. I don't schedule anything over it. And that's just what I do. And then just because of where my husband and I are in our life, we know what nights that we can cook at home versus what nights we're out with, you know, work or doing other things. So, you know, I can control what we're cooking at home, what we're eating at home. And that's a pretty basic, you know, way to manage our health and fitness. And then with the holidays, you know, things go sideways and sometimes you just need to put, you know, what you can, you know, do the best you can when you can. But I'm telling you, if you, if you go into a week like that with no plan, right, it will Mm -hmm. go sideways. It has to, there's no other way for it to go. You didn't plan for it. Yeah. You didn't plan for it to come out better. You didn't do anything besides just say, well, I'm going to wing it. Well, Mm -hmm. we it puts you in the ditch, you know, it just does. And so, you know, that's the advantage of this is saying, I know what a great week looks like Mm -hmm. and trying to aspire to be as close to that as possible, even when things aren't optimal is going to put you on the right side of this equation more often Mm -hmm. than not. For sure. And you can plan that, you know, if you're like for us, uh, we recently had Thanksgiving, Christmas is coming up. If you have other holidays, birthday parties, family events, like that goes on your calendar because those are important days in your life and your family's life. And so then you work around that. Well, when can you squeeze in a trip to the gym or a run with friends? Or when can you plan a meal? And, you know, you have a whole week, Sunday to Saturday to plan that out. So put all your important things on there, but it's, but certainly put on there the important things that you need to live a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And, and some folks might get upset. You know, I use the word perfect. And, you know, and I, well, I've even done, I've even done an episode saying nobody's perfect and it's true. Mm -hmm. It it isn't perfect. So maybe a better word for you would be ideal. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe instead of the word perfect, if you find yourself cringing over the use of that word, maybe the better word for you is ideal. This is your mm-hmm. ideal repeatable week. Um, mm-hmm. And it follows the same pattern of this has to be something you know works for you, will get you mm-hmm. where you want to go. It's something you can repeat. It's your week and it's your mm-hmm. time. And it's written in a time where you're not saying, well, okay, Sunday's different than Monday. So therefore, if I can't do it on, on Monday, there's no sense in me trying to do it on Sunday. Hockey puck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, of course you can. Sunday can be different than Monday. But your Sundays generally might be about the same week in in and week out. Your Mondays might Mm -hmm. be about the same week in and week out. And if they are, that's that's awesome because that Mm -hmm. gives you the opportunity to create that repetition that gives Mm -hmm. you the consistency. Oh, that's perfect. But I also liked your rating system too because it makes you look back on your week. And if you didn't hit your marks, like, whatever run club or whatever meals you wanted to cook at home or whatever your journey is, look back and say, well, why didn't you hit those marks? You know, if it was because you had a sleepless night with a baby or grandchild or something, then, you know, you have to give yourself grace because you can't work out if you're sleep deprived, but you know, it gives you ideas. Well, maybe you made too many excuses because the weather's too cold or it's too rainy or something. And like if or you a, can new rain- series, a new series dropped on Netflix and you've been well, on that for a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only we scheduled, if, if we only we scheduled our TV habits, like we did our eating and workout. But uh, that can be a part habits. of it too. For a lot of people, the television, you know, is, is time, family time. Uh, mm-hmm. It can be, or it can just be, that's a way that you really enjoy unwinding in the evening. Sure. Well, fine. Throw it in there. It's a part of your yeah. week. It's a part of unwinding, relaxing, and you can just say, okay, uh, I'm going to give myself 90 minutes of television time this many mm-hmm. times per week. There, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If it's not disturbing your sleep and it's not right. keeping you from doing the other things that you need to do. But mm-hmm. when you're like, okay, well, I spent 15 hours on uh, Saturday and Sunday watching Netflix. So I didn't have time to work out. I didn't have time to batch cook. So mm-hmm. McDonald's it is. And you know, so what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, no, that week didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. Um, then it gives you some food for thought. Yeah. What can you do better next time? Or what can you fix so that you're not stuck with, you know, grabbing snacks out of the cabinet or fast food or something, you know, there's always something to be learned. And if it can't be helped, it can't be helped. Things happen. but you know, whatever you can plan and control the, the better for you. So I love it. I love the idea of planning your perfect week and seeing how it goes. All right. Well, cool. I'll talk to you next week. Great. Take care, Alan. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Next time on the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we meet Ben Adelis and discuss his book, Raise the Bar, how to push beyond your limits and build a stronger future you. Until then, have a happy and healthy week.